Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat. I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are on the call who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced classes, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for the upcoming classes. So that's psiseminars.com. Normally, at this time of year in February, so close to Valentine's Day, uh, we are talking about relationships. And this year, our topic is attraction. We'll be discussing the law of attraction as it relates to wealth, health, and relationships. And uh, it's a very popular topic. I know that we'll probably be going over an hour for this call, so hopefully you'll be able to stay there with us. Uh, there's a lot of content, uh, and uh, we will get to as many questions as we can. Uh, we do have hundreds of people on the line here, and uh, first, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. Uh, we have a very special guest with us this evening, Mr. Paul Thede. He began his journey with PSI seminars in 1991 by attending the PSI Basic. And then in 1995, he became an instructor for the class. Then, as a direct result of using the tools from the PSI courses, he married the woman of his dreams. So, also known as the world's greatest father, he is a dad to his 11-year-old son and 28-month-old twins. In addition to his commitment to facilitating for PSI seminars, Paul owns a motorcycle suspension company, and he is the first person ever to exceed 200 miles per hour in an electric motorcycle, and the current world record holder having hit 215.9 miles per hour. So uh, to our resident world record holder and uh, one of our speediest basic facilitators, <laughs> are well, you with us? <laughs> I am with you, and I'm, and I'm glad to be here. So uh, actually, you know, one of the things I want to say, um, you know, when I got the call for talking about attraction, the first thing that I thought of was my wife. And uh, she is so much better than 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 me at this. Uh, it's kind of kind of funny, but uh, uh, attraction is really, you know, kind of. I think one of the key things that people want when they do this work, you know, they want to be able to attract into their lives the things that they want, and stop attracting into their lives the things that they don't want. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, and, and it's it's really appropriate that we're right around Valentine's Day here, and you know, attraction because you know we, we think of attraction, we think of attraction with male female kind of stuff, and and um, but attract the truth is attraction has to do with everything in life, including uh, you know wealth, uh, including um, you know all the physical things that we have in our life, uh, you know what, what friends, you know friendships. Yeah, you know, and certainly that's you know that's when I was first thinking of relationships, I was thinking of relationships with significant other, that kind of thing. Yeah. The truth is, is every relationship. In fact, one of the areas that this has had, you know, doing this type of work has had in my life is in business. 
and attracting people into my life that are, I, I have so many good people that work for me, just phenomenal people that work for me. And you know, sometimes I think that it's a coincidence, you know, and, and I, I, you know, I have to stop every once in a while and go, no, Paul, <laughs> take some credit for this. <laughs> but I, I am surrounded by really, really good people. And I know that the reason why my business is as successful as it is, is because I'm, I've surrounded myself with really, really, really good people. But, um, um, you know, I think that many of the people that are on the call have uh, either seen or listened to uh, The Secret, which I think is a, an awesome video. And if you haven't, it has, it has nothing, no you know, financial ties or affiliations with size seminars that I'm aware of. But uh, the message is something that we've at Science Seminars have been talking about for a long time. And I think that they do a fantastic job at communicating that message. And, uh, you know, the secret is the law of attraction. And there are a number of pieces to the law of attraction. And the truth is that it applies to people as well as it applies to things. And, you know, I, I'm going to go through some of the steps you know, it's kind of, here's a step-by-step -step thing. And I, but I'd certainly recommend to people or encourage people to go listen to the, the tape or, or watch the video or, you know, own it or whatever. It's not that expensive. And, and, uh, and, and listen to it over and over and over again. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and certainly, I, you know, I mean, listening to myself talk about this. And, yeah, if you haven't been to the basic seminar in a while, it'd be really good to go back to the basic seminar. And, um, but anyway, the truth is, is that the, the, some of the, the teachings that are in there, the, the truths, the great truths in life that I have observed are really, really consistent. You know, the, the great teachers teach the same things. And there are some really key things uh, about the law of attraction, the secret, uh, and that is decide what you want. And there are so many people in life that don't decide what they want. They are absolutely unclear about that, what they want. And I think that for many people, one of the reasons for that is because they've failed so many times that they stop saying what they want because, I mean, frankly, it's just one more opportunity for failure. And so, you know, it's like we, we, we're actually just gone through January, which, of course, is New Year's resolution time. And... New Year's resolutions, many people don't make New Year's resolutions because they go, oh, I'm not going to keep it anyway. And so, um, but, you know, if you look at any, any of the great teachers, all the great teachers say, that, say similar things. Want something. You know, and many of the great teachers say you have a burning desire inside you. You have a dream inside you. You have passion inside you. You have all the passion of a three-year-old inside you. And what's happened is it's covered up with a whole bunch of gunk, which is the programs. It's just all the things that we've decided about ourselves. You know, some of them are great. Some of them don't work so great. But we've covered it all up. And, and the essence of us that is absolutely powerful, that's that three-year-old little kid that has that dream, that has that passion in life, if we can dig down past all the gunk and get to that little three-year-old, 
now we've got somebody that has passion, has dreams. You know, and, and so I, I think that kind of stage one of anything here is want something or get in touch with what it is that you do want. And once again, the great teachers say the same thing. They say the universe doesn't really recognize the difference between big things and little things. You know, and so, it, you know, many of us, what do we do? We're, we're, we ask, somebody asks us, well, how much money are you going to make next year? And we look at how much we made last year. And then we might adjust it a few percent for, you know, cost of living increase or something like that. And then we pretty much have the wealth that we had last year and, and we're right. You know, we get the booby prize. What's the booby prize? We get to be right about it. Um, but decide what it is that you want. Now, here's also the thing. And if what we do is we say, okay, I'm going to make a million dollars. Next year, it's a million dollars. And the most you've ever made is $50,000. And you're saying, I'm going to make a million dollars next year. What is the chance that you're ever going to convince your subconscious mind that you're going to get a million dollars? Now, yeah, pretty slim. And, and the truth is, every single person on the call here, in my belief, is capable of creating a million dollars next year or this year or whatever. Okay, now, that being said, even as I say that, many people are they're reacting to it. And they're going, you don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know what I have to put up with. You don't know what I'm, my education is. You don't know what I'm capable of. You don't want to me, 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 me. And what we do is we get to be right about all our limitations. You know, and, and once again, if you haven't done this work, if you haven't done the basic seminar, I highly recommend doing the basics. And I highly recommend doing all the seminars. If you haven't done PLD, I'd highly recommend that you do PLD. You know, PLD is where you take this stuff and say, okay, let's apply it in my life on a daily basis. And be willing to be uncomfortable. Say what you want and go after it. Be willing to fall on your face every single day. How exciting is that? You'll be willing to fall on your face every day. You know, and so get clear what it is that you want. And that's actually one of the ways that we start out PLD is, you know, the 90-day program is we, we, we get together and really decide what it is that we want. And, and uh, you know, we talk about in the basic summer, we talk about intention. And I know that we've done, you know, some, you know, podcasts and uh, on the, or some of the calls on, on intention and mechanism and et cetera, et cetera. And get your intention clear on what it is that you want. So, Figure out what it is you want. Get excited and passionate about it. Now, why don't we get excited and passionate about it? Simple. We failed so many times. And if we got excited and passionate about it, we create more results than we have in the past. We create more results than we have had in the past, then our programs are no longer right about our limitations. All our programs are going to do is fight for survival. That's all they will do. And so, you know, I, I listen to Kathy Quinlan, who's a, a, the head of instruction, and she talks about talks about it all the time. Do you have a big enough why? So have a big enough why. Why do you want whatever it is that you want? And if you get clear on that there's a big enough why, now you start to get the juice behind it. 
You know, if you just, oh, yeah, it'd be, you know, it'd be nice if I had a lot of money. Guess what? <laughs> Chance of having a lot of money, pretty slim. And, and the truth is that having a lot of money isn't the most important people, uh, uh, excuse me, the most important thing to everybody. And that's not up to me or anybody else to decide. And this, you know, in this call, we're going to talk about, you know, the things, the stuff, but also the relationships, too. And I'll, I will, to the best of my ability, communicate what I believe at this point in my life. And, and certainly what has worked for me. And, uh, you know, if you want to form your own opinions, absolutely fantastic. You know, but, uh, you, know, you know, some of you do the research on it and, and see what you find. You decide. But so, so here's the secret. Decide what you want. Ask for what you want. So what do you do? Well, how do you ask for it? Well, you can ask for it with anything from a goal card to just muttering it to yourself, you know, to writing it out loud or to getting to the top of the hill and screaming on the top of a mountain, you know. But ask for it. Write it down. Say, this is what I want and by when. You know, put a time limit on it so that it isn't just some out there kind of a someday I'm going to have it. You know, you put it down there, say, this is what I want. This is when I want to have it. And you get specific. If it's a certain amount of money, is this before or after taxes? Is this a gross or is it net? Is it, you know, which, you know, what is it? And get very specific about what it is. Is this in a bank? Is it, you know, or have you got it in, you know, invested in some thing or whatever? Um, but ask for what it is that you want. Um one of the key things in manifesting, in attracting, is being grateful. And gratitude goes so far. My observation of gratitude, you know, and, and the thing is, is that if for most people, and I really think that particularly the people that are listening on this call, You are surrounded by wealth. You are surrounded by abundance. You're surrounded by potential. And the truth of the matter is if we step back and look at the opportunities that most of the people in the world have compared to what we have, and, and I don't say this as a, as a guilt trip or, you know, you really should be doing a lot better because, gee, you have all this opportunity and you're living in, you know, America or what. I mean, you, you have a device to listen to this, you know, whether it's a computer or whether it's a phone or, you know, what have you. And, I mean, many people are listening to this when they're driving home from work. You've got a job. You know, or a place to have, you know, to, the, to work or create a career or, you know, passion in or whatever. Be grateful. You, you know, you may have heard it. You know, create an attitude of gratitude. And start with everything. And, you know, I've heard Jane Wilhite come on, the, on these calls, and she'll say, write a list. And then just keep adding to it, and keep adding to it, and keep adding to it. What do you need to do? You create evidence that supports the belief that you want to have, as opposed to the belief that you've had in the past. Create evidence that supports the belief that you want to have. And, you know, amazing thing about programs, 
programs will do their darndest to create evidence that only supports themselves. And so, you know, here we go. We've got um, you know, gee, I don't have enough money. Guess what you'll find? You'll find evidence that supports that. And and what what do you do? You start to take and find evidence everywhere that supports what it is that you want and supports that you're awesome and supports that you're capable and supports that you have everything that you need. All the qualities of a three-year-old are still inside you. All that passion, all that love, all that acceptance, all that forgiveness, all of the amazing things inside a three-year-old that are just there waiting to come out. How about being grateful for the fact that you can think about what you think about? That you can actually turn your thoughts inward and discover. You can actually look and discover the things that are holding you back. I mean, that's what the, the, the class, part of what the basic seminar is about. Discover those things that hold you back so you can make conscious decisions where you didn't have conscious choice before. How cool is that? You know, so anyway, be grateful and look for the places that you can be grateful, you know, where, where you can be grateful in your life. And it, you don't, it doesn't take much searching to find those things. One of the things, um, just, uh, just got done doing a, uh, a class with Marshall Thurber this weekend and, uh, what an amazing, uh, what an amazing class and, uh, amazing man as well. And if you don't know Marshall Thurber, Google him. <laughs> and, uh, he's a, he's an amazing guy. Really, really funny too. And, uh, probably knows more people than anybody else on the planet, and uh, he probably would dismiss that one. Uh, he's uh, it's funny. He's amazingly successful and amazingly humble at the same time. That's my experience of him. But um, you know, he, he talks about um, being receptive. And he says, "The more receptive I am, the more I receive." So what does that mean? Be open to, and this isn't a secret. You know, be open to receiving. You know, and, and the truth is, many of us, what do we do? We have limiting beliefs about receiving, and we think, we hear things like, it's better to give than to receive. And so what do we do? We focus all our life on giving, 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 giving. And what we've determined that that means is, is that it's bad for us to receive. And if you look at this stuff and you go, hmm, so who does receive? Well, gee, is that only the takers? And you think about this for a second and go, okay, you cannot give without somebody receiving. And when you don't allow yourself to receive, what do you do? You're cutting off somebody's opportunity to give. You know, and, and, and this stuff isn't, you know, I think that for some people it's probably a new concept, but for, for many people it's not. 
But yet, what do we do? We, we hear that it's not okay to be selfish or whatever it is. That's the way we interpret this one. But if what we do is we allow ourselves to receive, we open it up, and what do we do? We receive more. And if we don't allow ourselves to open up to receiving, guess what? There'll never be anything there to receive. You know, and, you know some of this stuff seems pretty darn simple, but you know, again, you know, my observation of the great truths in, in the universe, in life, is that the great truths are simple. You know, love, give, forgive. You know, and, and here I am, you know, I, for many people, they will decide that these are, these are the things that are most important in their life, period. You know, and so, you know, you know, we talk about forgiveness, for example, and I know I'm off a little bit. I'm not off any. I'm not off a little bit. You know, if you don't forgive yourself, you'll have a very, very difficult time opening up to receiving. Because if you're used to beating yourself up and you've got a reason to beat yourself up, and like most of us don't, right? You know, most people have a reason to beat themselves up. If you don't let go of that one, how is it that you think that your thoughts will line up with you deserve to receive? You know, so, you know, forgiveness is absolutely in line with being receptive. You know, so how do you forgive? Weigh it out. How do you forgive? Weigh it out. Well, what are my two choices? Uh, forgive or don't forgive. You know, that's, that's my two choices. Let's see, what do I get when I forgive? Well, I get love and I get acceptance and I get peace. And, you know, what you put out comes back. The universe simply tosses it back to me. So I get forgiveness too and et cetera, et cetera. The list is amazing. And my other choice, of course, is that I don't forgive and I keep hanging on to it and I keep carrying around the resentment and, and I get to be, I get the booby prize. I get to be right about it that, you know, that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven or I'm not done punishing them. They need to still pay a price. Uh, you know, I, it's funny, I, you know, I realize that in my own life, I've been in resentment with somebody that doesn't even know I'm in resentment with them. I don't know if you've ever done that one or not, but I'm in resentment with somebody that doesn't even know I'm in resentment with them. Who's paying a price? You know, and, and it's not that hard to figure that one out. You know, I'm paying the price. You know, and if I'm in resentment with somebody, if I'm in resentment with somebody else, it's really hard to be in resentment with myself. It's if, if it's I'm in resentment with myself, it's hard to be to not be in resentment with somebody. You know, in other words, and I don't know if I actually said that right or I tripped over my own tongue, but when you're in resentment, you're in resentment. When you're forgiveness and love, you're in forgiveness and love. Open yourself up to it. Or what? Or hang on to it. You know, or not. You know, it's like, you know, you know people, people ask all the time, how do I forgive? Weigh it out.
you know, and, and like I said, I mean, I think that for many people, those are the major reasons why they, they don't forgive. They, number one, they, they think that, you know, the other person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. So they're not done punishing them. Um, I mean, you know, and it's funny too, when we really think about it, who do we, who do we resent the most? For most people, it's themselves. So it's like, well, you resent yourself. Are you ever going to open yourself up to be receptive? Not going to happen. So, you know, and that's one of the reasons why this work in all the classes, you know, why the life success classes, you know, the Psy 7, why you know, all the classes are so incredibly powerful. Because what we do is we keep peeling back the layers of the onion. You know, just because we see it one time doesn't mean that poof, it disappears. We keep working on it. We keep working on it. We keep working on it. We the truth is, I've got many of the same limiting beliefs that I did when I did the basic seminar back in 1991. But guess what? They don't have nearly as much control over me as they did back then. So it doesn't mean that they poof, disappear. And so what I've gotten to be able to do is to over and over and over, you know, peel off another layer. And so, you know, I know I've spent a little bit of time on this, but if you do all these steps and you don't become receptive, you don't forgive yourself and other people, this isn't going to work. And what do you do? You will get things that are consistent with your thought processes. You will, you will get things that are consistent with what you think you deserve. This is the concept, you know, folks. This is the concept, you know. So, um, um, you know, and there, there's one, one thing, too, that I, I heard Marshall Thurber add, uh, which I thought was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, because many times, you know, what people do is, you know, it's like, I'm a positive guy. You know, we sit on our couch and we, we're positive and not really much manifests itself in our life other than, you know, a, a dent in the couch. You know, it's like we don't get much out of it, you know. And, and one of the things that, uh, that Marshall had talked about was get into action. You know, get into action. Get into action. Start going. So, you know, we've been actually talking about that in Basic. Since the beginning of time that I know of, you know, it's intention versus mechanism. You know, what's one of the, what's one of the, um, you know, uh, the points there? When your intention is clear, the mechanism appears. Begin. What's the hard part? The hard part is waiting to start. Waiting to start. We sit there, we think about it, we think about it, we think about it. Now, are there better mechanisms than others? Sure, but Begin. Just start going through it. So get into motion. And, you know, and, and um, you know, what Marshall would talk about is he talks about uh, procession, which basically has to do with you will create great things. You know, we have our eye on the goal, but the truth is that we create phenomenal things that just come as a result of us being in motion, going after the goal that are, as he says, 90 degrees to the direction of travel. And, you know, and so it's like there are so many things along this stuff. You know, givers gain. Gee, what do you need to do? Give. Gee, that's not a hard one. You know, givers gain. So give. You want acceptance and peace in your life. What do you give? Give acceptance and peace. And you want love in your life. What do you, what do, you do? Give love, which also means give acceptance 
and peace, which is just, you know, we just said it in a little bit different way, you know, but, it, you know, we could really get it and boil it down to the same stuff. Give, give and receive love. You know, and so here we are and we're talking about, you know, we, we talk about relationships and, and uh, you know, one of the things, uh, good friends of mine, uh, um, uh, Janice and Curtis Takamoto Gentili, um, you know, you've interviewed them a couple of times uh, for a uh, relationship. They, I tell you what, and I, I really want to use this, this term too, they are so cute together. Yes, they are. They're just cute. You know, I, I don't have a better way of saying it. And it's like you can tell without a doubt that they just love each other so much. And not that I promise you they have arguments, but you know that you know that I know that I know that I know they love each other so much. And one of the things that they, they've done is, you know, and I would invite people. One of the things I, I've started doing recently is my little workout every other day. I, I, I listen to the, uh, you know, the, the recordings of the podcast, you know, the, these, uh, these phone calls. And, you know, I listen. And, and what's so cool is I'm able to listen to really, really great people in absolute vibration that's phenomenal. And I get to pick up on their vibration as well as the message. And I let that vibration resonate through my entire body and I feel better. You know, you know, Kat, I, I tell you what, your job, you know, you, you get to record all these things and I mean, even in the editing process, you get to absorb the vibration. How cool is that? You oh, know, even right now, it's like I'm in my own private seminar. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, and, and you know, you know what's cool about facilitating? I'm in my own private seminar too. Well, maybe it's a little more public, but you know, <laughs> but I get to live in that. I mean, that's part of the reason why I facilitate basics is I get to remind myself of this stuff. And every time it goes through my head, I can get excited and passionate about it again. And the more that I get excited and passionate about it, the more that manifests itself into my life. You know, we talk about attraction, manifesting whatever. You know, um, but anyway, Curtis uh, and uh, Janice, you know, they talk about webbing. You know, and they, they talk about, you know, hey, write down everything that you want in your perfect mate, you know, and, and, you know, stick it out there in the webbing, you know, and, you know, it's funny because, you know, I, I, I don't tell a lot of people this because before I met my wife, I was, um, I was 38 years old and the longest relationship that I'd had was a year and a half and, you know, you know, they'd be a year, year and a half and then poof, they were gone and. I kept going, uh, well, you know, I just can't find the right woman, you know, and maybe all women are like this, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I didn't look that in all the relationships that I had, there was one common denominator, and uh, that was actually me, um, you know, I just, I blamed it on the women, and um, uh, anyway, what I decided to do, I'd gone to some other, I don't even think it had anything to do specifically with site seminars. Maybe it was a guest speaker of some sort. And they came in and they talked about, you know, write down the characteristics of the person that you want and send it out in a golden bubble. <laughs> Off, see it, see it floating over the hillside, over the next range of mountains and the next one and see it, 
See it eventually getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it disappears off over the horizon. <laughs> you know, at the time, <laughs> yeah, I know. <clears throat> I know. And I was 38 years old. You know, I mean, some of the stuff here, I, I, you know, I was a pretty skeptical person. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's certainly a, a, a portion of skepticism still in me. Um, but the thing is that so many overwhelming things have occurred in my life that is really, really hard to be skeptical. Um, three weeks later, my wife walks into my life. Well, of course, she didn't walk in as my wife, but... But, uh, you know, she walks into my life and, you know, you know, there she is. And I knew it was her. I absolutely knew it was her. And I didn't, I didn't go, oh, I just sent that golden bubble out <laughs> over, the, over the horizon, you know. Uh, you know, and it's funny, too, because, you know, we talk about personal relationships and we talk about business. And as far as I am concerned, success in business has everything to do with relationships. And one of the things that is absolutely phenomenal in my own life is the people that I'm surrounded by. My employees and the people that I, I work with uh, on a daily basis are so good. And it's just, it's such a privilege to have them in, in, in my life. And, you know, one of the things I, I needed a particular position, you know, technical, needed to be, you know, just amazing. Not very many people on the planet actually have these characteristics, you know, and, and you know, I, <laughs> I put the characteristics in a golden bubble and sent it out over the horizon, and I was laughing as I was doing it, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like a couple weeks later, and watch this guy, and, you know, it's like, here you go. And, you know, it's funny because people go, oh, you're talking about magic, and, 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 you know, one of the things that's really, really cool about, you know, this is 2014 here, is that we've got quantum physics to back up all of this really strange woo-woo stuff, which before all we did was we said, look, here it is. And people would go, you're freaky, you know, and, and they would just go, this is, this is crazy stuff, you know, and, and now quantum physics backs up every single thing that we're talking about and that we've been talking about since 1973. And so, you know, it's really, you know, what are we? We're energy. What is everything? It's energy. I mean, any of the physicists at this point in time, I don't know of any other theory than we are energy. You know, one of the cool things is, is that we can control our own personal vibration. We can bring it up or down. You know, and, and where does our energy stop? I mean, many times we look at it and we, we look at our physical bodies as we say, that's where we stop. And then we, we go, well, wait a second, we can actually photograph auras. and We can feel when somebody wishes us ill. And we can, you know, it's like all this stuff. I mean, amazing things are going on right now as far as documenting the cover of Time magazine on, on the power of prayer. You know, what's the power of prayer? Wishing somebody well. And we sit there and we look at it and go, this is freaky stuff. Well, here's the deal. You got two choices. Wish somebody well or don't. <laughs> okay? Your choice. And it might have an effect. Your choice. 
Okay, and I, what I've seen is amazing stuff. So anyway, I'm I'm kind of getting off track a little bit here, but but you know, Janice and Curtis talk about a web. It's the same stuff I'm talking about with put it in a golden bubble and send it off over the horizon. You know, ask for what it is that you want, and watch what shows up in your life. You know, become aware. Look for the people and the stuff and the opportunities that are there. But you got to ask. You know, and um, you know, one of the things that I that I I've noticed as well is this is my observation in life. You don't. I don't attract what it is I want. I attract things and people that are consistent with who I am. And so if I looked at what was the most important thing, isn't so much to say what I want, which I, I was saying a little bit earlier, that's vitally important to say what you want. But it's far more important for me to be the man that I want to be. And really, one of the neat things about doing this work is I am more of the man that I want to be today than I was yesterday. And than I was a week ago or two weeks or a month or a year or two years. Or 10 or 15 or whatever. I, I did my basic back in 1991. You know, and I facilitate basics, so many people think that I should somehow you know, be up on a pedestal or floating on air or something at this point in time. Hey, I've got my own stuff. I'm still working on this stuff, but I'm working on it at a completely different level than I used to work on it. You know, and I don't attract what I want. I attract things that are consistent with who I am. And so what's the most important thing for me is to work on me. Work on me becoming more loving, more giving, more forgiving, less judgmental. Work on me being open, you know, open to receiving, you know, open to forgiving myself and other people. You know, I, I, here's one of the things that I believe. I think that people do the best that they know how. Now, I have many people that when I say that, they react to it. And they go, no, I know I can do better. No, no, you're doing the best that you could based on your conscious and unconscious thought processes and beliefs. So, you know, we talked about forgiveness a little bit earlier. Well, one of the things is recognize that you're doing the best that you can. You're doing the best that you can. How do you forgive yourself? Recognize that you're doing, you are as good as you possibly could be at this moment in your life. You are as good as you possibly could be at this moment in your life. You couldn't be any better based on your conscious and unconscious thought processes and beliefs. Based on your life and what you've gone through, you couldn't be any better than how you are today. Even if you've done every single class that SciSeminars has to offer, and every class that every other company has to offer, no, you're still the best that you could be. You could not be any better than you are today. You could not be. It's not possible. You know, and so, being receptive starts with forgiveness. You know, we're kind of going back to the, to the same stuff. Uh, but the truth is that it is the same stuff. And, and, you know, the funny thing is people will come to, for example, the Basic, and they'll come in for business. 
and all of a sudden they'll be looking at relationships you know with themselves and other people and looking at things like forgiveness and looking at resentments and looking at you know feeling like a victim and on and on and they're sitting there going well what the heck does this have to do with business uh it's all the same stuff <laughs> it's all the same stuff and you know i mean I, i've talked a little bit about you know manifesting and I mean, we could talk about relationships just with and i think that the key to relationship is or excuse me the key to business is relationships and the key to relationships you know is this stuff you know it's Forgiving, it's giving, it's you know, on a same stuff. And so, you know, I was, like, like I said, I started off, I said, man, it'd be great to have my wife in here because she is an amazing manifester. Uh, one of our good friends, Bruce Conching, he, he said, uh, he says, I've never met anybody that could manifest as well as Nancy, you know, and she's just phenomenal. And she, you know, she absolutely is clear on what it is she, she wants. And there's not anything in her head that says, no, I'm not going to get it. She, she just knows. And, and it's not, she, it's not, she doesn't do it in a selfish way. And she doesn't want things just for the sake of wanting. Um, which, I mean, not that there's anything bad with that either. It's just that she is so clear on what it is that she wants. Poof, into her life. Went, Where in the heck did that come from? I mean, if I told you the number of things, the strange things the weird things, the coincidences that have happened in my life. Stunning, staggering. You know, and so, you know, again, we, we're here around Valentine's Day and, you know, we talk about, you know, significant other type of relationships and how do we track those? Well, we, we talked about that. Become the man or woman that you want to become. Ask for what it is that you want. Get clear on what it is that you want. Put it out there. You know, and for many people... Before you start putting it out there, you'd have to do, you know, evaluate yourself and go, well, what's my first step? For many people, it's go work on you. Go become that man or woman. Go forgive you and others around you. You know, um, you know and so, you know, it's, whether it's things or whether it's people or whatever, it's the same stuff. You know, and I and I, I know that we've got a bunch of questions here too, and I'd love we to do. get through as many as we can. So uh, you know, that's kind of the the gist. <laughs> the gist. <laughs> and uh, what do you got for me? Okay. Well, we've got a question here from John in Sacramento, and uh, his question is: What do we attract more? That which we fear, that that which we resist, or that which we desire? <laughs> oh, this is good. Okay, yeah. and. Uh, um, Actually, uh, whichever you have the most energy on. You know, if you have the most energy on fearing, then guess what? You'll create reasons to fear. You know, if you uh, are focusing on what you resist, guess what? You'll create evidence that supports whatever it is. You, you, you may have heard this. What you resist persists. It strengthens. Okay, And if what you do is you focus your attention on what it is that you desire, guess what? There you go. You know, and so, I mean, some of this stuff, I think probably when, when people write down the question, they probably are looking at it and go, well, this actually makes sense to me. It's what I focus on. So, but anyway, I'm, um, I'm a basic facilitator. I'm, I'm actually reasonably good at, at uh, discovering 
the obvious. So anyway, and, and that's a great question too. I really appreciate that question because it really is important. It's like become aware of what it is that you do focus on. So much of our time we spend being unconscious. Recognize what it is you're focusing on and shift it to what you want. Okay, so next one. What do you got? Next one. What do you do when you re-enter a pattern of negative thought? <sighs> you know, first of all, take yourself off the hook. Because if you think that you should never have another negative thought, it's not going to happen. So in other words, so here I am and I did my basic back in 91. So what is it? It's 2000. So what is it? I'm 23 years or something I've done. You know, again, you know, according to maybe me, I should have arrived at this point in time and never have another negative thought. Well, guess what? I have negative thoughts. And, and but, you know, I, I, when I think of this stuff, I think back on the I am lecture from Tom Wilhite and, and he says, you know, he says, what's the answer to the I am? The I am, the answer to the I am is I'm a leader. You know, a leader of what? A leader of self. And so what does that mean? Uh, what does a leader do? A leader understands and accepts the responsibility of the way that they think and recognizes that the what they do is a result of the way that they think. And so what we mostly do in life in our, uh, our society is we judge people on their actions. And we ask them to take responsibility for their actions. Well, this is just one step deeper that says, why do we act the way that we act? We act that way because of the way that we think. So really, the challenge of a leader is to understand and accept the responsibility of the way that you think. And as a result of that, you act differently and you create a different result and you create a new you. And so one of the things, when you're re-entering a pattern of negative thoughts, number one, you're going to have negative thoughts. That's going to happen. What does a leader do? Recognize that thoughts are either negative or positive and degrees of negativity and positivity. So what does a leader do? And this is straight from Tom Wilhite. I mean, I'm, you know, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing him say this in the back of my head. What does a leader do? Consciously shifts all of their thoughts more towards a positive. Doesn't mean that a leader never has a negative thought, but what they do is they use to think is to create. So I become aware of what it is that I think recognize that it's positive or negative and consciously shift it more towards a positive. And you know, it's like, yeah, I know that sounds like kind of a seminary answer, but it's not. It's like, okay, you've re-entered a pattern of negative thought. What do you do? You go, hey, it's negative. What do I need to do? Shift it to the positive. <laughs> Again, I'm a basic facilitator, so um, I'm working on the, yeah. Give me another one. Okay. Okay, we got another question. Uh, this is from Cheryl. Uh, she wants to know, are there any daily exercises you know, or habits to help you keep focus on what you are trying to attract? You know, daily exercises. So, you know, what, what, I, what I'm hearing there, what I'm, what I'm getting from that is, you know, what are things that I can do to set up a pattern of you know, keeping me positive, keeping me on track, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There are all kinds of things. I mean, you can do everything from, uh, you know, in today's technology age, you could 
pretty much send yourself an email every day. You know, I mean, you can, I mean, there are, there are, I guarantee you there are all kinds of, you know, iPhone apps that, you know, daily reminders kind of thing. One of the things that, you know, Bob Proctor, uh, who's also on The Secret, also comes up to Principia quite regularly to speak. Phenomenal, phenomenal gentleman. And um, he, he'd use a gold card. And he'd write on his gold card, I am so happy and grateful that I am now in, you know, by such and such a date, I am now in possession of blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. You know, have a gold card. There's another technique. And one of the things that I would suggest that is the most powerful for me personally, and that is have a buddy that you can be accountable to. You know, I tell you, you know, things like fitness or weight loss or whatever is so much easier with somebody else. In fact, all of this stuff is so much easier with somebody else than it is trying to do it on your own. And, uh, you know, and it's one of the reasons why people enroll other people into the basic seminar, because they want that kind of buddy. They want that kind of support. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, there's a couple of little ones, but, you know, have a buddy and tell them what you want. And, oh, by the way, too, not everybody that you think should support you will actually support you. Okay, there may be people that you think, well, they should be supporting me, and it doesn't seem like they're supporting me. Um, just know that not everybody that you think should support you will. You know, and so anyway, pick your pick your buddy carefully. You know, uh, tell people the things that you really want carefully. So anyway, what else you got? Next one from Mike. How do I get rid of the limiting beliefs I have around money? Uh, how do I get rid of the limiting beliefs I have around money? Okay. Well, you know, number one, I would probably say recognize that they're limiting beliefs. One of the really cool things that many people start the process of or, or, or maybe even continue the process of in, in the basic is, is they get more clear or more specific about the beliefs that they actually have. And so if you have a belief that says, for example, money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, there's not enough to go around or, or, you know, if I don't get my piece, then I'm not going to get it at all. Or, um, you know, I've got to, you know, crush the other guy to be able to, you know, have success in my life or, you know, whatever. Those are all certainly limiting beliefs around money. So the number one thing is to recognize that they are just that. They are beliefs. When you got that belief, where in the heck did that belief come from? Well, where do most people's beliefs come from? Well, 80% are in place by the age of eight. Who were we around most between zero and eight? Well, mom and dad, you know, and brothers and sisters and this, that, whatever. It's like relatives, you know, whatever. But a lot of mom and dad stuff. And so what do we do? We generally create approximately the same amount of wealth as our parents do. Now, that, you know, there are way exceptions to that. And don't get me wrong, too, because people interpret that as to being the same dollar value. No, I'm saying if you were born middle class, you generally are middle class. The truth is that today we have way more wealth than, than our parents did. Way more wealth. You know, it's not even comparable. You know, but we generally stay about at the same level as our parents. So why do we do that? We do that because of our way of thinking about money. 
So number one, recognize you've got limiting beliefs. Give yourself an I am. You know, what's an I am? Give yourself an I give yourself an affirmation about money and go over it and go over it. I mean, this is the stuff. Give yourself an affirmation. Go discover what it is about the way that you think. Consciously shift it more towards a positive. That's what a leader does. Um, you know, how do you get rid of them? I don't think you ever do. You know, it's like I have beliefs that I've been working on since I did my basic seminar back in 1991. Still got them. They don't have nearly as much control over me as they used to. But I still get scared to death. A part of me is scared to death when I get up in front of the room and I'm going to you know, speak in front of other people. There's a part of me still going, you got to be kidding, Paul. You know, you don't have anything, you know, to offer these people. Well, that program didn't disappear. I just don't feed it nearly as much as I used to. And what do I do is I feed a belief that says I am enough. So same things about money. How do you get rid of it? Well, you never get rid of the limiting beliefs about money. But you start to recognize, what are the all the great teachers, what do they teach? Abundance. What do all the great teachers teach? There's plenty to go around. And you're capable of it, and you deserve it. Oh, if you think that you're not deserving of it or worthy of it, guess what? You'll never create it. And I would also highly recommend listening to the, you know, the the podcast at this point. The, you know, the podcast on on wealth and all the other ones for that matter. Because the truth is, a lot of this stuff becomes redundant. And if what you do, one of the cool things about it being redundant, I will listen to a Tim O'Kelly or a whoever. You know, another facilitator or what speak on another subject in just a little bit different way. And all of a sudden it speaks to me and I hear it differently than I used to. That's some cool stuff. So, yeah, keep working on this stuff. So what else you got? All right. So here we have a question from Deborah. She wants to know, how do you consistently get your thoughts to line up with what you want in your life when what you want is not yet manifesting itself in physical reality? How do you consistently get your thoughts to line up with what you want in your life when what you want is not yet manifesting itself in physical reality? Okay. Um, this is good. It is. Okay. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, well, one way to do that would be to dramatically lower your expectations. So, <laughs> just, one option. Just, just want whatever it is that you have. You know, I mean, that's that that, that would be good. Um, but I mean, here, by default, what it is that you want that you don't currently have is what you want. You know, it's like what you want is what you don't have. Otherwise, you're just settling for what it is that you do have, and know that if you don't have it. What your programs have created up to this instant in your life is absolutely consistent with them. Your programs have gotten you where you are today. Good news. They got you where you are today. <laughs> I'm actually hearing myself. I said, because I'm going to say bad news. news yes. <laughs> you know, bad news. They're keeping you from going where you want to go. <laughs> So, but you know, the, the point is, is that what you want absolutely does not line up with your physical reality right now. 
by definition. And if you want, you know, if you want something, you're going to have to battle with it. So if you want to make a million dollars, the most you've ever made is fifty thousand dollars. There's a part of your your mind that's sitting there going, "You'll never get that." Now, if what you did is you said, "Ooh, well, I want fifty-five thousand, it won't be as hard to convince your limiting beliefs that you can make an extra ten percent. My belief is there's not anybody out there that's listening to this call that couldn't create a million dollars in the next year. Not one person. And at the same time, who is the most difficult thing for you to convince? Well, that'd be your limiting beliefs. And, you know, for many people, they say, well, I'm the most... Well, I like to think of limiting beliefs as hand puppets. So, you know, it's like, so it's not a part of you. It's something that you've bought, you've picked up and you've nurtured and you've fed for most of your life. You know, so, you know, it's like, okay, all you're going to do is be right about it. Well, great. Your reality right now lines up with your limiting beliefs. What you think has manifested itself into what you have, your reality. If you want it to be different, the opportunity and the exciting part is, is that it requires thinking different. Okay, so, and I, I don't know, if, I think I've completely answered that one <laughs> the best I can, but, you know, yeah, there are a bunch of tools to be able to do this stuff that they're filled in the basic. If you haven't re-audited the basic in a while, good thing to do. Absolutely. What else you got? Uh, we've got a few uh, more questions here. Uh, here's a question from Ginny. What is the best method to stay focused on the perfect end result when obstacles present themselves? What's the best, me best method to stay focused on the perfect end result when obstacles present themselves? And, you know, if you ask different people, you know, if you ask John Asaraf, John Asaraf was on The Secret, and he's a sci-basic sci grad, and just really, really, really amazing man, just amazingly accomplished man. And, you know, he'll do a vision board. You know, uh, some people are more visual. Some people are more, um, you know, tactile. Some people, but figure out whatever it is that works for you. So here's Bob Proctor. What does he do? Bob Proctor will, you know, have a goal card. And he'll pull it out of his pocket and he'll read it over and over and over and over again. You know, like I said, whether you have a picture on the wall of the, you know, the skinny you or the wealthy you or the, you know, forgiving you or the amazingly in love with the person of your dreams you or whatever it is, you know, give yourself little triggers and, and all kinds, you know, just get creative with it. Uh, and I would also certainly toss out there, get a buddy, create support from people that you know will support you. So anyway, let's yeah, go. What else good. we got? Uh, so here's a question from a gal here, since we are, you know, also including relationships on here. She wants to Valentine's know... Valentine's Day. Valentine's mm -hmm. Day coming up here at the end of the week. How do I get the love I want from the man I am dating? Well, actually, this is a similar answer as I would come up to, to one earlier. It's like, well, either want a lot less, <laughs> you know, or I mean, I, I mean, you know, the, the, here, here's something about this work. There's nothing in here that I am aware of that can manipulate other people into being how you want them to be. 
I, I don't know. Of, and, you know, and think about it for a second. Would you really want it that way? And so, so I'm listening to some people. Some people are going, yes, yes. I would. You know, you know, well, you, you know the, the truth is that we spend a lot, a lot of our anger. The, my personal belief, number one reason we have for having anger is it's our attempt to control our world. It's our attempt to get other people to be how we want them to be. And frankly, when we're mad at ourselves, we're either punishing ourselves or it's our attempt to manipulate ourselves into being motivated to be how we want to be. You know, most people, you know, the carrot or the stick, you've heard of that for motivation? You know, it's like, which is more powerful for most people? The stick is more powerful. The, you know, the carrot is, what do you want? You know, hey, you could, you could have this amazing life. Not too motivating. What really is motivating, if you don't go to work, you're not going to eat. You know, that's motivating to most people. And so the stick is way more, you know, way more motivating to most people than the, um, uh, than the care. So, but uh, in any of this work, I don't know any way to manipulate other people. Now, you know, everybody, who is the only person that you know that you can change? You know, I, I ask the same question over and over and over. The same answer comes up. What's the answer? The only person I know I can change is myself. I can't change anybody else. So one of the, the really neat things in here is if you stop trying to force that person to be how you want them to be, and you can accept them the way that they are, it's amazing how much more, you know, people do the basic seminar, I'll put it a little bit different way. They do the basic seminar and they get out of the basic and they, they, they're amazed at how much people around them have changed. <laughs> You know, and, and who's changed? The only per, you know, the person that's changed is, you know, the person that's taking the basic. And by the way, too, the hard part is not getting an aha or changing your perspective in the basic seminar. The hard part is keeping your perspective changed. You know, and, and so, you know, how do I get love from the man I want, you know, that I'm dating? I don't have any magic pill for that. You know, what, 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 what will I say? Who's the only person you can change? Change yourself. Become the man or woman. In this case, uh, I, you know, uh, it's, uh, this is a woman. So become the woman that you want to become. And I'm not saying, you know, hey, dump this guy. Or, but one of the things that I, I know that there's a tendency to happen is many women get in relationships and go, this guy's almost perfect. <laughs> he only just needs a little tune-up and he'll be awesome. You know, I can change him. You know, well, if you're sitting there going, I can change him and that's your focus, it's going to be difficult. And by the way, too, people that know that they're, uh, you know, people are attempting to manipulate them into, I mean, into being how somebody else wants them to be, generally when people get pushed on, what do they do? Yeah, they push back. So anyway, like I said, I, I hope there's something in there that's valuable, but uh, uh, anyway, let's go. Okay, so Jamie here wants to know, how can I stay focused and positive around negative people? <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Can be. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would like to throw another option out there is stop hanging around negative people. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, you know, it's, it, it is hard. It's hard. It really is. And here's something that I believe. I think that we have attracted people in our lives that are consistent with our beliefs about who we think 
we deserve to have in our lives. Now, I'm not saying just go take all these people and just, you know, throw them away. I'm not saying that. And for many of you out there, there is a guest event on Wednesday night. Um, you know, you know, and it's funny, too, because, I mean, that's one of the reasons why people will enroll people into the basic seminar. Yeah. The class is not about fixing people. Here's our belief. People are not broken. People are not broken. And to an extreme extent, you know, when people get done with the class, they go, wow. You know, and I go, you know, and nobody needs this. And there's a lot of people, no, I needed this. You know, but nobody needs this. People... We've all got our stuff. And what it is, it's not about fixing broken people. It's about discovering where you are and making conscious decisions where you didn't have conscious decisions before. And as a result of that, I think people are a lot happier because they see choices that they didn't have before. And that's, how cool is that? I mean, think of the power that there is when most of the time we're on autopilot and all of a sudden we discover we've got choices that we didn't have before and as a result of making a different choice, we get a different outcome, and that outcome is more positive, more what we want in our life. That's personal power. You know, understanding and accepting the responsibility the way that I think. That's cool. So, you know, now, you know, so can you stay positive around negative people? Yeah, but it's my experience, it's hard. It really is hard. And so you know, like I said, I, it's not up to me to say, you know, get rid of those people. At the same time, there is a basic, you know, available. And the only person you change is you. You know, and maybe it's that you become stronger and et cetera, et cetera. So um, anyway, like I said, no, I don't have a magic answer for that one. So let's move on to well, the next one. To the maybe next I've one. got a good one for the okay. next one. So. Next one is another relationship question okay. from L.A., she says, I am ready for a relationship and need to have it find me. <laughs> I'm ready for a relationship and need to have it find me. And when? Now. Okay. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, it's like I really, I, I'm hearing what, what that is there. And I need to have it find me. And that is, and that really is cool is my personal perspective is that universe lines things up. When we get lined up with what it is that we want, the universe lines up. And I think I really talked about that a lot. It's like, well, what do you do? Go work on you. You know, the neatest thing, be prepared to have it find you. You know, become the man or woman you want to become and then ask. And, you know, and, uh, you know, by the way, too, like I said, even though people have amazingly dropped into my lap, I do not know a way to control other people. I know I said that before, but it, this is a really, really important point because if you think that that's your job, it'll be really, really, really hard, be, be hard to be happy. So, what else you got? Okay, last one here from Denver. Question is, it seems like I've been stuck personally and professionally for a long time. How can I break out of this? You know, uh, this is, I think that this is not an uncommon feeling for people and you know frankly even whether they have done the basic or you know advanced classes sometimes here's the thing what you will do is you will get stuck again 
And one of the things that I would like to say is know that you know that you are going to get stuck again. Now, what do we do? We go and do some, you know, some training. We do a basic or we do an advanced, you know, a life success you know, class, a size seven, a men's leadership or women's leadership or, you know, principia or PLD or this or anything that, you know, I mean, those are the major classes that the company has to offer. But we go and do these classes that many of us think that we've arrived and we should never have another stuck moment that we should somehow handle everything and and then what do we do when we get stuck we beat ourselves up why do we beat ourselves up well two things one is either to punish ourselves or to motivate ourselves into doing something different I, I think that's that's true for most people for most cases and there may be something else in there but you know so I've been stuck personally and professionally you'll be stuck again you will be stuck again okay so Number one, get over that and then realize, hey, I'm stuck. Now, what do you do? Focus. I mean, here, here's a thought. Focus on what it is that you want. For many people, they're, they're not clear on what it is that they want. And as a result of that, they don't have any reason to get around the obstacle. You know, they don't have a dream that's big enough to get unstuck. When the, when the dream is big enough to get unstuck, you'll get unstuck. If, have you ever met somebody that knew their purpose in life? That knew why they were on this planet? And, you know, I, I ask that question quite often. People always raise their hand. And they go, yeah. And I go, so describe that person. And they'll say things like, you know, motivated and just passionate and compassionate and loving and caring and just like a, a ball of fire and just, you know, amazing person to be around, et cetera, et cetera. A person that knows their purpose in life is inspirational. A purpose that, uh, excuse me, a person that knows why they're here doesn't stay stuck long. They figure out a way around the obstacles or through them or under or over or whatever it is. You know, and so the, the question that I would ask is, have you ever really thought about what it is that you want? Do you, are you really clear on why you're here? And if you haven't, that, that might be something interesting to do that might help you get unstuck. But, you know, stuck, I think for sometimes pe people, uh, you know, they get stuck because they don't see solutions for what's going on in their life, for getting around those obstacles or whatever it is. Number one, know that you know that I believe in you. And here I am, I'm talking to a computer right now. Okay, you know, I'm talking to a, you know, a, a, you know, I'm connected to a, you know, a telephone, you know, here to people and know that you know that I believe in you. I believe that everybody, and I mean everybody, deserves to have an extraordinary life and is capable of having an extraordinary life. It has the ability to get unstuck and the ability to be passionate. I believe that everybody has a dream buried inside them. And if what they do is they get connected with that dream, if they do enough work to get connected with that dream and see that that dream is big enough and powerful enough to get past those obstacles and to deal with those limiting beliefs that have been knocking them down over and over again for most of their lifetime, you've got amazing success. You've got an extraordinary life. And that's what I wish for people and I, I believe for people is that people are not only capable but, des but 
but deserve to have an extraordinary life. And so with that, I think that's a, a good one to, to close with. But what else you got? Well, that is all the time that we have. I think we've gone over. Who knew? Actually. Yeah, so it was the perfect, the perfect question to end with. So with that, do you want to wrap up the call or you know, have a few takeaway points here to... You know, actually, I think that that last, that last question was, I think, you know, put a little bow on it. But, um, I mean, it, what a great subject. You know, how do we attract into our lives what we have? And when we attract into our lives things that we consider to be negative, you know, were we a bad person? Get off of that. Get clear on what it is that you want. Give. Forgive. Love. What you put out comes back. Givers gain. Figure out what it is that you want. Get clear. Go after it. And keep your eye all the time all around you and see what comes in sideways that you never expected. You know, the, uh, the procession. You know, look for what else is there that you get out of being in motion by living life as opposed to sitting there on the couch waiting for life to happen to you. Live an extraordinary life. Here's what I know that I know. I know that I know that I only got one shot at this life. And it's never too late to begin. So I... That's all I got for right now, unless you want to keep talking. So. Well, I'd love to keep talking. We have run out of time. And, and Oh, my God, what an incredible call. Thank you so much, Paul, for agreeing to do it this. Is absolutely my pleasure. I, I, I am so grateful that you are actually doing these. And I love, um, like I said, I love listening to other people, uh, you know, other the, you know, the podcasts out there. And I really, really appreciate that you're doing what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. You're part of what makes it possible, and you'll be able to listen to your own self on the podcast starting tomorrow. <laughs> cool. Well, that was a great call. And thank you to everyone who's listening in on the call tonight. Uh, we sincerely hope that you enjoyed uh, the discussion tonight and that you now have some new tools that will move you forward in achieving everything that you want in your life. So, you definitely do not want to miss next month's call on leadership. It is scheduled for Tuesday, March 11th, and you can register now at psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. We only have so much time for the call and so much room for questions, so uh, you definitely want to get those in right away. Again, that's psiteleseminars.com. And as many of you know, we do post live updates during the call on Facebook. So join us over at facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and uh, tell us about what you got out of the call. Uh, we love hearing from you. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI basic seminar or any of our other courses, you can go over to psiseminars.com where you'll find all of the information about our classes and all of the upcoming dates uh, for all of our courses. That's psiseminars.com. So thank you again, everyone, for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Have a great night. We look forward to talking with you again next month.